Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jared Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I talk to Sean all the time. Um, you know, he's been fantastic since the day I've been here, and we're going to do the best we can to win games. That's our job. Jaguars coach, Urban Meyer. I do believe, okay, I'll say this. A lot of things in that press conference that were said, you can kind of throw up some facts and say, well, I don't believe that. I do believe the fact that he does stay in contact with Shad Khan. Now, I'm not sure if I actually believe that or if I have to believe that. And the reason why I have to believe that is because of everything that's transpiring right now, I pray for the sake of this organization. This isn't me being a media member. It's me just being a fan and being a former player. I hope that Shad Khan is at least staying in contact with what's going on here. Because the last thing you want to see um, is an owner who just, you know, let's handle the football operations, and then you just kind of do your own thing from the sidelines, right? Like, it's one thing where if you bring in Meyer and you say, okay, this is yours, the keys are yours, have fun. Okay, great. But guess what? You gave him the keys, he threw a house party, and now everything's wrecked. So you got to come home, you got to clean up, and you got to, you know, discipline, if you will, if you're a parent. You know what I'm talking about. Well, that's what has to happen right now. If, if you're Shad Khan, you got to be in on this thing, man. And, and, and you got to voice displeasure, and, and you got to really just kind of put all the cards on the table and say that this is unacceptable. You know, you, you got a little glimpse of that when, you know, back in Cincinnati when Urban was caught doing his thing, and then Shad Khan said that Urban Meyer violated the trust. Has Urban Meyer got that trust back yet? Because I'm trying to find on the field, I'm trying to find, like, in press conferences, what would justify getting that trust back? If anything, I think it would be worse. And I get as a businessman, and you got to understand this, everybody. I get people are saying, it's just money, it's just money. Yes. But you don't become a billionaire by just giving millions and millions and millions of dollars away. Now, keep in mind how we got here in the first place, right? You're coming off of Doug Marone. That was a nightmare as well, right? There was a lot of inner workings where players weren't happy, disgruntled players left, you trade them away, yada, 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 get rid of Doug Marone. Okay. Urban Meyer was the guy. Urban Meyer was the guy that, like, Shad Khan, like, courted, that he did his research on, and he spent all his time and effort into getting. Okay? So it's like, you know, it's like you're trying to find that dream girl. You finally find her, and you're dating for a while, and guess what? You start living in the same house together, the same apartment, and now you see she's got some bad habits. All of a sudden, that dream girl that you thought she was, nah. Turns out, you know, she's plugging the toilet. I, I don't know what she's doing, but she's doing a lot of things, okay? Casey, I mean, that, that, that'd be the worst-case scenario. Worst-case scenario, Worst-case sure. scenario. I, I'd be out in a heartbeat. Yeah, but gotta go. What, but that's what's going on right now, is that the guy that he spent so much time trying to get is finally here, and we all think, and I'll, I'll be honest, too, I thought it was going to be a lot better than what it is right now, and it's worse. You know, I would almost say that it's worse than last year just because of all the distraction and because of, of just what we think the inner working of the locker room rumblings are. Well, yeah, Doug Marone, it was bad. But at least with Doug Marone, you know what you're getting. You're getting a guy that, you know, probably got outcoached. They got beat by maybe 20. But at the end of the day, at least in the press conferences, what is he saying? Yeah, it starts with me. It starts with me. Yeah, that's on me. You know what? Maybe I didn't believe him or not, but I, I got to go to bed at night knowing, well, you know what? At least he's taking responsibility. At least he looks a little hurt and he looks a little just out there saying, hey, this is kind of my fault. I got to fix things around. I would take that over nothing, which we've gotten. 
I would take, yeah, you know what? It starts with me over, well, whoever leaked this is going to be fired. Unemployed, if you will. There's nothing for me. G find the source. Find the leaker. L let it be a player. I don't care. Tell me how you're going to change this thing. Tell me how is this stuff going to get better. That's what I need to hear. From a former player's perspective, from a media member's perspective, and you know what? Just from a fan's perspective. Tell me how you're going to fix this. Tell me why I should tune in on Sunday. We'll have to go to the stadium on Sunday. But tell me why I should watch because what's going to change? What's well, my job? So I, I got to go. But I'm saying if I was a fan, that's what I would want. How are you fixing this thing? Right? When things go bad all the time, when, when Apple, you know, they, they have a, their, their apps blown up and stuff, their phones blown up, Apple comes out and says, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. Any great business does this. So if you're Shad Khan and you're a businessman, I hope the guy that you put in charge that you gave the keys to is at least giving you those answers behind the scenes because as far as I'm concerned in press conferences, we have not got any of those answers. Austin Land Action Sports, Jackson, ESPN 690. You want to be part of the conversation? By all means, please call in 904-362-9901. I think we got Kay on the line right now. Casey, okay. Kay, what's going on, man? Hey, hey, what's, what's going on, Austin? Uh, so, all right, here's the deal. Tom did not vet the situation thoroughly. He did not run it by urban that is a more professional way of doing it hey urban this is what i'm hearing i can't tell you who my source is or my sources are but this is what i'm hearing is this true mm -hmm. he also didn't communicate marvin's side of it marvin this is what i was told by certain players or coaches who were in the wide receivers uh meeting room is this true? What he did is that he, he got something from one of his sources or multiple sources and ran with it. For me, that's just thirsty journalism. And he put it out there without thoroughly vetting it. That's on him. Urban Meyer clears it up yesterday. He clears it up today. He says, I need to give you guys Marvin's uh, phone number so you can text him. When is Marvin going to speak to the media? Because that is absolutely not true. Also, what's not true, I never called them losers, but I am hard on my coaches. Urban said from day one, from day one, is that what I do is that I refuse to allow my coaches to put all of the blame on the players. If this player is underperforming, why? Why is he underperforming? Get him better. Make him better. And so when Urban goes into those meetings with these coaches, that's what he's asking, okay? And he's very assertive when he does that, as he should be. So I don't have any issue with that. I'm going to trust Urban. I believe Urban. And also, he should fire whoever the sources are if that comes out. Because, listen, if this was the Genovese family, if this was the... Uh, the Colombo family, if a source is, is leaking something, a.k.a. snitching out there, something's going to be done with them, too. So I don't – listen, I'm not upset with Urban. Also, what people fail to, to remember is that Urban Meyer always delegates and evaluates the first year, right? He figures it out. He's allowed to do that his first year ever in the NFL, right? So he, he figures it out, and then the next year, that's when the team starts to win. 
they become very successful. It happened at Bowling Green, Utah, Florida, and Ohio State. It's really always the second year that everything starts to turn around for the Okay. 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 But th this mm -hmm. isn't this isn't college, though, man. Okay. This locker room is lost. Okay. Now, whether a Tom Palacero article says that or not, I can tell you from knowing this locker room is lost right now. I mean, I just what? Th th this is what I know. But l l l I mean, listen. I, hey, I, I appreciate your opinion, but let me ask you this then, because and, and you bring up a great point, and I want to go back to this. What you said, you said that Urban Meyer holds his co coaches accountable, which I absolutely agree with you. The first time that I met Urban Meyer on the practice field, we had a five-minute conversation about how, you know, sometimes players get the, the, the short end of the stick, and it's actually the coach is responsible. And, and I talked about that, and I respected that. So my question to you, Kay, then, is if that's true your philosophy, and you got the players' backs like you should, that that's a great coach, that's called being a player's coach. I'm all for that. When a media member comes out and says that your offensive line is getting their asses kicked, and this is on the Jaguars broadcast where thousands and thousands of people are, are listening in and tuning in, when they say that and your response is crickets, how is that having your players back? How is that taking responsibility for your coaching and your coaches below you? Well, every coach deals with the media in their own way. No one says anything when Bill Belichick is very vague and he dodges questions or he just will refuse to answer that question. He deflects. No one says anything when Greg Popovich does that. Because they that's what these people are, Kay. Okay, that's well, what well, these people well, are. Well, 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 we, well, Bill Belichick. We saw Bill Urban Belichick Meyer in preseason. Like that in Cleveland, too, Austin. Okay, so pe people forget that. Bill Belichick didn't change. He was the exact same way in Cleveland, dealing with the media. That did not change. Remember, he For was sure. successful so, in Cleveland. No, okay, hey, so but I get you, Matt. Okay, but I'm saying if Urban Meyer is in preseason press conferences and he's giving us peeks behind the curtain, what went into Travis Etienne, what the defense is going to look like, what the offense is going to look like, he literally gave us the, the, the complete behind-the-scenes look of what this team's going to be. He comes out the first day of practice and talks to the fans. He sets aside practice time to talk to the fans and say, you guys are in this thing together as well. Bill Belichick never did that. Greg Popovich never did that. You know why? Because that's who they are. Urban Meyer showed us who he was in the preseason, and now he wants to get the Bill Belichick effect and not say anything? You can't do okay, that. Can we got to stay true to who you are. Say this? Can we at least say this, right? First of all, all these cool little toys that these players have now for recovery so they can play at peak performance, that ain't here without Urban. Doug didn't try to do that. Gus didn't do that. Mike didn't do that. Jack Del Rio didn't do that. Never happened, okay? Also, this, this new amazing practice facility that will be here in 2023 or 2024, we need to thank Urban for that also. That wasn't going to be here. If Urban gets fired, that amazing locker room that they're building for Urban, excuse me, that amazing coach's office that they're building for Urban, the next coach is going to thank Urban for that because Doug Marone didn't care if he if he sat in some rinky-dink locker room. I mean, no. excuse me, some rinky-dink uh, uh, office. Okay, okay, okay. You're getting misconstrued here, okay? appreciating Urban. Okay, okay. You know, you're getting misconstrued here. First of all, I'm going to thank Shad Khan for the locker room. I'm going to sh thank Shad Khan for the practice facilities. Who brought any, it up to any, Shad Khan? But, 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 Guess what? Guess what? Any other coach that comes in here that wants to win is going to see that practice facility, is going to see that basement from 2010 that I played in and said, we need better facilities. 
They the, never the, 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 did that. Judge never did that. But I'm saying Judge the next never, guy. Okay, never okay, did that. Okay, the next guy coming in is going to do that as well. Okay. The come only on, reason why on, Urban. It's too late for okay, that, Austin. Okay, it's okay, already built. Okay, you know what, man? You had the floor. You had your time. All right. We got to let you go. I appreciate the passion. Okay. But my point is the fact, in case people let him go. But my point is that the fact of the matter is here. Regardless if it was Urban Meyer or not, you got Urban Meyer because Urban Meyer won the practice facilities. He wanted the, the upgrades. Any coach that has a vision is going to want that. If you get Josh McDaniels from New England if, as the next coach, and he comes in here, and he sees the weight room, he sees the facilities, you know what he's going to say? Well, it's not New England, so we got to do better. So you, you, you just can't say, well, Urban Meyer's responsible. Yeah, Urban Meyer was the tipping point. You got Urban Meyer here because Urban Meyer wanted, you know, these new things. You got to spend money to make money. Eventually, that was going to happen regardless. It was tied to Urban's name because that's what it took to get him here. And now, how is that working out for everybody? So, yeah, I'll thank Urban Meyer say, hey, thanks for facilities. But I'm also going to thank the next coach that comes in and says, we need this. We need this. What NFL coach comes in a situation and says, oh, we're all good here. I need nothing. Does not happen. Ask what Ron Rivera wanted in Washington. How's Washington doing right now with a backup quarterback? Every coach wants something. That's what Urban Meyer wanted. And Shad Khan gave him the money for that. So I'm not taking away from the fact that, yes, you're going to get better facilities now because of Urban Meyer. But to sit here and say that Urban Meyer is the sole reason why it's going to be so much better in the years to come with practice facilities and, 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 and a better menu and, and the, the state-of-the-art stuff, yeah, I would say that. But guess what? The next coach coming in here will probably want the same stuff because if he didn't, then I would question his commitment to culture. I would question his commitment to winning. It's an arms race. Welcome. Whew. I like that, Casey. Wow. Getting fired up, man. That was a lot. Hey, you see what happened Brent leaves? Yeah. See what happens when Brent leaves? Now, by, by the way, what, was that Urban Meyer's agent? That's what him? I'm wondering. What, was that an Urban Meyer burner account I called in? Was that an Urban Meyer burner account that called in? Might have been. I, I, I don't know, man. Like, at the end of the day, sorry, I got to get to fuck myself a little bit. At the end of the day, yes, I, I'm not going to be naive to the fact of if you want to give the positive right now of Urban Meyer coming here, it's taking a long look if you're Shad Khan, an inner look at what you're working with and saying you have to improve on it in terms of facilities, okay? And, yes, that was spearheaded by Urban Meyer. But when it's five years from now, I'm not going to be sitting there covering practice, hopefully writing about a better team and saying, man, well, at least Urban Meyer led the way, you know, because it was because of him. So, and, and another point, too, if you want to be Bill Belichick, be Bill Belichick. If you want to be Greg Popovich, be Greg Popovich. I don't care. What I need you to be is yourself. And, and that's probably been one of the most frustrating ordeals of this whole situation that's transpired here in Jacksonville is the guy that I saw at Florida and at Ohio State, you know, getting fiery on the sidelines, holding his players accountable. I haven't really seen that guy. Now, I didn't really watch a lot of press conferences in Ohio State. I didn't watch a lot of press conferences in Florida. Maybe it's kind of more of the same. But when you don't defend your players like you say you're going to, then, yeah, I got an issue with it. Because then I know what those other guys in the locker room are thinking. Like, if, if I was a defensive lineman, and I'm trying to go think back of a game that we just absolutely sucked. And, and granted, there's a lot of them as a defensive line. But whatever, let's say we played the Patriots, right? And let's say Tom Brady threw four touchdowns on us. Didn't happen, let's say that actually happened, right? And we, we just got our asses kicked. If there's media members 
you know, at the post-game press conference and asking Joe Cullen why we got our asses kicked, I would hope that Joe Cullen stood up for me, right? Because I, I work my, my heart and soul for that coach. So the least he can do is whether the media is right, he can at least defend me and go to bat for me. Because damn well, I would go to bat for him. Because it's a respect thing, right? I didn't see that. I didn't see that in the press conference. So, yeah, I got, a, I got an issue with that. I got a problem with that. Will Bill Belichick say the exact same thing? Maybe. But Bill Belichick's got a little more leeway in terms of success in the NFL. Right? As far as I'm concerned, Bill Belichick can do whatever he wants because you know why? You got the resume to back it up. Urban Meyer? Yeah. At the college level, congratulations. At the pro level? Not so much. So I guess we'll see where it goes from here. Okay? Um, whether you want to believe the Houston Texans rumors or not, saying that if the Jaguars lose this game, is Urban Meyer on the hot seat? All I'm saying is if I'm Shad Khan and I get it, you got a headache. I would have a headache, too, because we've seen this story play out so many times to the point where we're like Bill Murray and Groundhog's Day, and I understand that. But you got to be in those meetings. you got to hold people accountable for your shot con because it's that important, maybe more important than anything. Because I'm, I'm a firm believer right now in terms of that locker room, in terms of that culture right now, I think it's worse than it has been. And going forward, if it doesn't work out with Urban Meyer... You at least want to have it somewhat, I guess, you know, somewhat presentable for the next guy to come in and for the next free agents to come in. I mean, Casey, how many times I talk about Devontae Adams? Hey, throw the boat at Devontae Adams. Throw, you. throw the kismet. Oh, kiss that goodbye. No. Yeah. What, what, what high price for agent would ever come to Jacksonville right now? Honestly. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. No. For what? For an extra $2 million in state tax? I mean, no state tax? Is, that's beautiful. But honestly, you want to deal with these headaches right now? Have we even broke down the game yet from yesterday? Not really. Is there anything to break down? Yeah. No, defense was okay. Yeah, defense is all right. Yeah. Offense, you know. You know, Try they're, they're yeah. out there. Other all team right. getting the ball. Yeah. yeah. All right. More VSPN will be 690 when we get back. They can't give up yet, but let me tell you, the worst answer he gave was a couple weeks ago when he talked about James Robinson and his usage, and he's like, well, I'm not a micromanager. And Bart and I have been around great coaches, John Harbaugh, Rex Ryan, Bill Belichick. That's what the job is. Yes. You need extreme attention to detail, and you need to know everything about James Robinson, his strengths, his weaknesses, the opponent's strengths and weaknesses for that game, because it's going to change week to week. So if I'm Urban, I got to get in there. I got to crush the details, and everything follows from there. The fact that he's sort of like subcontracts out the usage of his players to me is a very grateful comment about what's really going on down there. Michael Tannenbaum, former GM, Brent Martino's best friend. Welcome back to Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. There's probably no surprise where that sound came from, huh? Brent? Old Brent said, hey, you might want to pull this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they taxed. I got another one of those that he said you might want to pull this, I bet, too. I bet they're fake. You got another one right now? On tap? Or we're going to wait? a little later. Okay. But uh, if you had to guess who it was, you'd probably figure it out. Paul Feinbaum? Uh, cl- that would probably be one you'd text me, right? <laughs> no, I'm that's kidding. your guy? Yeah, no, but I, I'm sure him and, uh, you know, I'm sure him, I'm, they're probably Facebook friends as far as I'm concerned. But got welcome it. back to ESPN 690. I'm Austin Lane. Casey pushing all the right buttons. Brent is away right now. Brent might be back. We shall see if he wants to jump in this fire with the Urban Meyer burner accounts going wild. But I just want to say one more thing about the whole Tom Pelissero article and whether it's true or false. I always say where there's smoke, there's fire. 
So did him and Mar did Urban Meyer and Marvin Jones get into a disagreement when Marvin Jones left the field? I would believe that, yes. Now, you may not. But you have to understand where this is coming from and who Tom Palisaro really is. You know, like, this isn't just some guy that's trying to make a name for himself. Like, when this article came out, there's a reason why the NFL.com took it and ran with it. There's a reason why ESPN took it and ran with it because this guy's pretty reliable. And he's not just making something up out of thin air, okay? I've been in the game. I know how it works. He's either talking to agents, he's talking to the direct coaches in that locker room, or he's talking to the players. That's it. Those are the sources. Agents, coaches, or directly to the players. That's it. So, yeah, I think there's truth in that article. I don't think it was just manufactured for some clicks, for some headlines. I don't think Tom Palisaro rolls like that. I think when he has something, he puts it out there. And no, since when do the media members have to go, oh, by the way, hey, Urban, uh, we, we have this story about you. Just real quick, we're going to put it out there. Is that okay if I put this out there about you, or is that not happen? Oh, you think Urban Meyer's going to be like, yeah, I absolutely got in a fight with Marvin Jones for sure. For sure, print that. In what world? Can see, in, in what world? Not this one. Not this one. Okay. I heard people are going to Mars, though. People are going to Mars. So maybe that hands going to the outer, outer space as well. Yeah. So at the end of the day, if you're a media member and then you're, you know, you're verified on Twitter, you got that blue check mark, you got over 100,000, you know, followers and stuff, but more, more importantly, you're well-respected in your profession, you don't, you're going to ask permission for anything. It's not the point. If you have the sources to back it up, if you can point to those sources, then you're fine. So, yeah. I do believe the article. I think there is truth to it. Is it 100% true? I don't know. Maybe it's a disgruntled person coming out and saying something. But the last time I checked, you need more than one source to roll with it. And I think he's got more than one source. Enough said. I think we got submarine Mike on the horn right now. Hopefully he wants to talk about my AEW John Moxie shirt I'm rocking right now. Shout out to the Cincinnati Cyclones. Um, but, awesome. but if you want to be a part of the conversation as well, star, star, 690. 904-362-9901. What's up, uh, submarine Mike? I have never been a Jaguars fan. You know this about me, Austin. <laughs> You've met me in person. I know. Uh, I mean, I want the Jaguars to do well because I'm a firm believer when a sports team does well in the city. It's good for the city, just in general, economically, morale, everything. Yes. Um, but Urban Meyer is a snake oil salesman. He has sold this team and this city a bill of goods. And if you can't see that, other than the burner account that called just before me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, you know, so I do bring a ray of hope for the city for sports, Austin. Yeah. Our Jacksonville Icemen have won eight of ten, three in a row at home. Let's go. I've got. I've been wearing I've, the last three home games. I've worn the same clothes. They are currently in a baggie in the freezer so they don't get stinky. <laughs> so you know, so the bacteria doesn't get all. You know, the bacteria can't grow when it's cold. I like it. I like so, it. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, um, you know, folks, Wednesday night. If you want to go to a sporting event where you have hope that the home team will win, come see the Iceman. Plus, it's $2 beer and wine night. I mean, they're, play and they're playing great, fun hockey. I'll tell you what, Mike. If you haven't been hired already, they need to hire you as, like, the promotions and marketing director because you're absolutely crushing the game right now. Mike, before you, you go, and the last time I yeah. checked, you're a Steelers fan, correct? Correct. Listen, I'm not even going to tell jokes about Ben Roethlisberger or anything like that. I actually, I just want an honest answer from you. 
Mike Tomlin. Okay. A guy that I actually I have respect on the show a lot. I, I I sing his praises nonstop. I think he's a fantastic coach. I know. I mean, I've heard from you know former players how great of a coach he is. How did you know that he was the coach as a Steelers fan? Like, what was the turning point to you where you said, oh, we got one here for a while now uh, in Pittsburgh? Well, I, it's kind of a trick question because when the Steelers hire a coach, you just know as a Steelers fan, that coach is going to be here a while, just yeah. just in general. Yeah. I mean, they've had no Tower Tomlin since 1969. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but you knew he was a Steelers guy when he came out with his first Tomlinism, and uh, you know, uh, I, you know, things like he says "next man up," and then even if it even if it fails, like he said, "we're going to bring hell in December," and they went like one and three in December. But by God, he believed that when he said it. Yeah. You know. No. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. No, Mikey, you're absolutely right, man. That's kind of what I'm looking for. Is is a guy that believes in his team and defends his team? To me. The moment that I knew Mike Tomlin was the guy was when Ben Roethlisberger goes down and you somehow miraculously go 8-8 eight eight with Mason Rudolph and then there was some guy named Duck. Duck something. Casey, help me out. Devlin Hodges oh, was his name. Duck Hodges. And, and he was a le- he's a legend in Pittsburgh. Still on Steelers Twitter, they're like, oh, Duck, Duck, Duck Devlin is better than Mason. Bring him back. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, along in the history of Tommy Maddox and whatnot. Uh, somebody, Mike, thanks for calling in, man. You know... <sighs> That's what I always respected about Tomlin, was you had no business being 8-8 eight and eight with Duck Hodges, who does not sound like a real person. Yeah. Sounds like a profession that I, I can't even say on the radio, but it doesn't sound like a, oh. a quarterback. Sounds like something yeah. else. And okay. you know what I'm talking about, Casey. Oh, I do, yeah. You know what I'm going? Okay. Yeah. When you got Mason Rudolph, had no business being 8-8, eight and eight, but was that an excuse? No. No? No. You, you, you kept on winning. You said, hey, we're, we're going to do what we do because we're the Steelers. Now, yeah, this year it is what it is. Ben Roethlisberger, you know, on the back nine of his career, on the swan song. But that's why I respect Mike Tomlin because I think what he says he truly believes, and there's no excuses. I just, when I watch, or, and, and this is, like I said before, Casey, this is the most frustrating part of the whole thing is that, the Urban Meyer that we're getting right now, and, and whether, you know, Mike wants to call it a snake oil salesman or not, I just don't think it's the Urban Meyer that you got at Ohio State. Like, I don't think it's the Urban Meyer that Shad Khan was so infatuated with. And I don't know where that Urban Meyer went. I don't know if it was being on the Fox network for a couple years and being out of the game that kind of threw you off a little bit. I don't know if it was the fact that you know, you, you, what happened in Cincinnati happened, and that, that kind of crushed your confidence a little bit, and you felt like you didn't have that much bravado anymore because, well, who are you to say something? I don't know if that was the result of it. I don't know what happened. But, like, whether it's just that machismo that you're so associated with Urban Meyer when he, co- when he coached college, whether either you love him or you hate him, but he was winning, that guy, something happened. And I don't have a definitive answer. You have speculation. But there's not a definitive answer. And, and you see that in press conferences. You see that uh, on the performance of the field. It's just something's different. And, and, and I wonder what Shad Khan thinks about that right now. It's like, it's one thing if you bring the guy in here that you're infatuated with and it doesn't work out, right? Maybe, uh, you know, you swore a little bit too much. Players got too offended. You lost the locker room. Okay. You know, maybe it goes to show you that, okay, the college way doesn't necessarily work. But I don't think the college Urban Meyer 
is even the Urban Meyer that's here right now. I think it's some form of something else. And I don't know if it's just the, more the fact that he wants to get acquainted his first year and leave it up to the coordinators, leave it up to position coaches. I don't know. But you can't win that way. You know, it, it, it's, it's one of the fundamental differences that Brent and I have on this show in terms of, you know, setting, setting a team up for the next coach, right? Like the whole Matt Rule situation where it was like, all right, well, yeah, you know, it was, it was an okay environment, but he gave him this much money. Or, you know, when Doug Marone left, like, Brent thought that they kept Doug Marone on the next year just to make it more enticing for the next coach to come in, right? Because in that way, the coach can have more time to build the guys that he wants, yada, yada, yada. I've never bought into that narrative because I don't care whether you're a college coach or if you're Bill Belichick himself. If I'm interviewing you for a job, the first thing I want to hear is we're going to win. Okay, whether you believe it or not, you better tell me we're going to win, and then you tell me how we're going to win. I don't, I, I don't care about, okay, I'm going to need some time, you know, take a couple years, the personnel. No, to hell with the personnel. Because the best rosters in the NFL don't always win the Super Bowl, okay? Coaching has something to do with it. So if that's the case, then at least lie to me and say, we're going to win the first year, right? That's what Mike Malarkey did, and obviously it didn't go his way, and he got fired because of it. I would much rather have that guy that got fired and Mike Malarkey saying, I guarantee we're going to win. We didn't win, but he believed in it, right? He tried, got fired for it, but he tried as opposed to what we have right now. Now, Casey, what, what uh, hour and 30 into the show? Uh, yes, sir. Haven't really talked about the game that much? No, sir. Not much to talk about, really? No, sir. But we got to bring up Trevor Lawrence's four interceptions. Don't we? Now... Are we doing quarterback grades tomorrow? Probably not, right? Do we, do we get rid of that segment just because it looks so bad now? Well, everyone was not playing and being hurt. Sure. And it was pretty much just D minus Trevor Lawrence, A plus yeah. Mac Jones. So, okay. I mean, yeah. Well, where we sit right now with Trevor Lawrence, and this pains me to say, because we're not going to do quarterback grades tomorrow, let me go ahead and do it right now while Brent's not listening because it's going to crush Brent Morneau too. Oh, yeah. Okay? As, as a guy who met Trevor Lawrence's mayor, as a guy who's talked yep. to, I'm sure, his family and friends. Probably. If we're doing quarterback grades tomorrow, it's not going to be a D, not going to be an F. It's going to be a giant S. Now, if you were in grade school, S would mean, like, satisfactory. Uh-huh. Not where we're going, Casey. I didn't think so. Nope. You know what S stands for in this one? I'm really trying to figure it out. I'll, I'll give you five seconds to guess it. Time's up, Casey. I'm going to summer school. Summer okay? school. That's a good hey, one. Hey, we're, we're going to summer school. You know why? Because I haven't seen enough. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I think you're falling behind a little bit. Got to see you in summer school. Yeah. I, I, you know, you, you ever had that summer school conversation with the teacher or not? Probably not. You're always studious. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. I, I had a little summer school once. Did you? Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's not good. Hey, there's better things out there than school in summertime. That's I believe all I'm going to say. I believe that. But no, from... <sighs> I say this, I feel like, on every single show. Where this needs to be about the development of Trevor Lawrence, whether it's getting Odell Beckham Jr. when you want to be, I, I don't care. Like, I need to see progress. I, I really do, right? Because people want to say, Peyton Manning this and Peyton Manning that had a horrible year. Look at how many touchdowns Peyton Manning threw his first year. I don't care about the interceptions. Those are mistakes. Those are trying to make plays happen. But if you go back to the game flow of that game against the Titans, not good, okay? You Eight rushing yards, and how many times did they rush the ball? I think eight times as well, or nine times? Four and 
Yeah, something like that. Yeah. You can't do that. Did, did I not just get on a soapbox last week and talk about how James Robinson needs to get the ball? Now, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if James Robinson injury has caught up to him a little bit. I don't know if he's hobbled at it. I have no idea. He was on Brent's show last week saying how he felt better than ever, right? So it's hard for me to believe that James Robinson goes from Brent's show and a couple days later he was worked so hard at practice and now he's, like, at a disadvantage. And you saw the frustration when he came off the field on third down. I think it was the first quarter. So once again, drama, whatever, but James Robinson not getting the ball, and it shows. When you have eight rushing yards... I can sit here and say, I bet James Robinson didn't, didn't get the ball that much. Now, yes, he didn't run. The, I mean, I don't know what his average was. Not good. All right. It was a rough day at the office for when he got his opportunities in James Robinson. Yes. Offensive line, not a good look yesterday. Absolutely. I feel like, you know, their, their interior was feasting all day. All right. And then this is a defense that I get it. They're slowly starting to get healthy again. And the Tennessee Titans they are slowly starting to find their rhythm. Mike Vrabel's obviously a, a hard-nosed coach. Physicality this, physicality that. I get that. So you're going to face a pretty good Titans defense at their place. I understand that. But to, to run the ball as many times as you did, I don't care if you're – and literally, I don't care if you're down by 30 in the second quarter. you got to have complimentary football. With this offense, absolutely you got to have it. And, and, and that's probably the most frustrating part of this whole thing, uh, of, of kind of critiquing this offense yesterday, is that if you look deep down on the stats and you go to the numbers, which I don't always like to do because sometimes the numbers can be deceiving, but if you look at the numbers here, yards per play, Jaguars, 3.8. You know what Tennessee was? Seven. 3.8. Oh, really? It was exactly the same. So then what is that telling you? It's telling that their defense, the Jaguars' defense, was keeping you in the ball game, right? Now, yeah, they didn't have Derrick Henry. They didn't have A.J. Brown. Julio Jones, I don't know, 40% look like sometimes out there. I told you, man, he's no good. You, you did, man, and, and I was wrong. On the flip was, side, though, he's no good, but if they wanted to, you know, trade him down here, yeah. No, for, We got some six-round picks. No, and in case you owe you an apology, I'm not sure what your fantasy football lineup looked like. I, I was a big advocate saying Julio Jones, two-touchdown game. Yeah. Didn't get that. Not at all. If you played him, I apologize. Had to. That was it my advice, or are you going to play him regardless? It, it was that or pick up some random person. Okay, so then I don't feel so bad about it. Yeah. Good. Okay, you, you had to play him. Absolutely. Had to play him. But with that being said, I apologize. It Thank wasn't a, a Julio Jones, two-touchdown type of day. But overall, not a bad showing once again from this Jaguars defense. And when I say not a bad showing, I'm saying did enough to keep you in the ball game. Did you enough to get you a chance to win a ball game? And that's all you can ask this defense right now. Like this defense is okay. They're not going to win you ball games except Buffalo, right? Like, but you can't expect them like the 2017 Jaguars to get score touchdowns every single game, you know, and get five quarterback sacks every single game. But I thought it was a great showing by the defense. I thought Joe Cullen dialed up some nice blitzes. Everyone was getting involved, linebackers, safeties, defensive linemen with the twist. Like, it was great. But this offense, this, this offense that, you know, to me they made a habit of getting Marvin Jones the ball because, once again, of frustration and storylines. So be it. Six receptions, 70 yards, fantastic. And a lot of that came uh, towards the end of the first half, which kind of padded the stats a little bit. That was nice. But James Robinson... Six attempts, four yards, .7 average, longest run was five yards. Mm. No. Absolutely not. And you know what? And if you want to tell me, oh, James, you know, he's, he's made some 
Um, he's regressed a little bit. He's banged up. Let's get him out there. Okay, cool. Well, then I guess, all right, fine. Let's go ahead and ride the Carlos Hyde train. I get it. You guys like Carlos Hyde from Ohio State guy. I get it. Put Carlos Hyde in, and let's run the football. Oh, I'm sorry. One attempt for two yards. Two-yard average, obviously. <laughs> Longest run. Two yards. One attempt. And that's where we're at right now. That's where we're at with a rookie quarterback who is playing in an offense that makes a habit of dropping the ball, that makes it a habit of, of getting penalties, and you run the ball, well, really eight times total with Trevor Lawrence ran once as well. Eight rushes, 40 pass attempts. And you were in the game, relatively speaking, scoreboard speaking. I get letting it fly. That's what we want to see, Casey, right? That's what we asked for. Yeah. But you know what I want to see more than that? Complimentary football. A single right? point. Complimentary football. Or that. Because what has this passing game shown you where you can throw it 40 times a game and be successful? You get picked off four times by the Texans and now the Titans. Have they showed you anything with that? Yeah. So, once again, this has to be on coaching. It wasn't like Trevor Lawrence was audibling out of the runs like, no, I'm just going to pass it. No. What is the game plan? What is the script? What are we doing? Complimentary football. Morning, SPN 690, when we get back. You know, it hasn't exactly uh, materialized the way I expected to, the exper uh, to uh, have the experience of winning games. You know, I, I knew that we this was somewhat of a build. But I also really believe that we have plenty of good enough players to go win games. I still believe that. That's why I get so disappointed sometimes with our coaching staff or myself, because I think we can do better than we're doing. Really disappointed. Yeah, there's a lot of disappointment going on right now, to say the least. Action Sports, Jackson, ESPN 690, Austin Lane. Casey pushing all the right buttons. We might have Brent Martineau back here in a little bit. We shall see. I think the phone lines are going off right now, as I, you know, on a losing Monday usually happens. But I think we got South Beach Gary. And I'm going to preface by saying this. The Dolphins didn't play a game, so I don't got to hear about how good the Dolphins looked this past weekend. But South Beach Gary, how we doing, man? Yeah, we didn't look bad and we didn't look good. No, Austin, you were touching on a little while ago. What I can't understand is, you know, Shad Khan came out with this, this big announcement. He's... He's had these long talks with Urban Meyer, and uh, he's convinced this time he's got the man. How This couldn't be the guy that Sean Khan talked to, because this guy's absolutely lifeless. He's nothing compared to the type A personality he was at Florida and Ohio State, a guy that's going to change the culture. This is the guy that the Jags got to impress Sean Khan. Then, then Sean Khan needs some serious help, because I don't see nothing that Urban Meyer could have said that would have impressed Sean Khan the way he's, he's acted since he's been the coach of the Jags. Yeah, thanks, South Beach, Gary. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of spoke on it a little bit already. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if Urban Meyer is the guy that behind the scenes is, is, is chewing everybody out, um, you know, and, and he's throwing tables and he's throwing chairs because he just lost another game. You've won two games all season. There haven't been any, like, really competitive games. I don't know if all the energy is going towards that. And the guy that we see at the press conferences when he's talking to the media is just so spent and defeated that 
He's got nothing left to give in terms of energy, in terms of the media. I don't know. But then, like, you, you see the sideline stuff. And I know he's always been kind of known for that, right? But then you see, like, the handshake after the game. And, and, and you see all this stuff. And it's just... I'm not going to question the fact of if he wants to win or not. You're in the NFL. You want to win. You're, you're a head coach in the NFL. You want to win. Um, you're a football... Like, every coach wants to win. Now, coaches go about it different ways. I understand that. Um, they all have different philosophies in terms of how to run a locker room, uh, the scheme, offense, defensive-minded coaches. Like the, That's where the, the differences are. I, th- I think Urban Meyer still wants to win. I just think that the guy that we're seeing, for whatever reason, it's not the same guy from Ohio State. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna die on that hill, I guess, if it's not true. But I, I think it is. And Casey, do you have the soundbite of the whole offensive lineman thing getting called out? I'll have to get it. Okay, yeah, go ahead and bring that, because, I mean, that's that's how I started the show out today. And, you know, if we learn anything, <laughs> you know, in, in, like, our final thoughts before we go off the air here, and, then, you know, we got another hour still, but if we learn anything today, it's that you got you, you to live your brand. You got to preach. Well, you have to live what you preach. And... I think this is a guy who does hold the coaches extra accountable. I think this is a guy who truly believes the guys in that locker room can win football games. Like, I don't think he's lying there. You know, as the kids say, there's no cap there. I think he does believe in that. But I think sometimes there's an issue with how he purveys his messages and being a leader in terms of, you know, just really the paradigm shift that's supposed to be this culture. He's not doing that right now. And, and, and that's really my issue, right? Like, yes, I understood that this team wasn't going to win a lot of ball games this year. I think we all did. I think we had expectations of, man, if it was five or six games, wouldn't that be something? Right? Like, that's where I was. I had this team winning six games. I, th- I thought it was a little, you know, pie in the sky, if you will. But you got Trevor Lawrence. You got some, you know, decent free agents. And you got Urban Meyer. I was thinking six games. Casey, we got the audio. But then to, to go from that you know, premonition to two and ten, but the ten just, it's not even competitive. Like, I can turn on a Jets game. I can turn on a Lions game. And you know what? Yeah, the, the, the teams are pretty crappy, but at least there's somewhat competitive. At least there's, the, the, there's parity being shown. I watched the game yesterday with the Titans that didn't have Derek A.J. Brown. They had a laundry list of injuries. And they still found a way to band together and absolutely dominate the Jaguars. And if you want to talk about a position group that, that got dominated yesterday, the offensive line. And this was some of the comments that were, you know, at the press conference yesterday about the offensive line and what Urban Meyer had to say about that. You've been telling us all year that you have faith in that offensive line. They're, they're getting their ass kicked every week. Like, what, what's going on there? They're paying, getting paid a lot of money to be better than what they've been. Yeah. First of all, th- th- that had to be Mark Long, by the way. That's a... Unconfirmed. That's a, I, If I was a Batman, that's definitely Mark Long. And hey, Mark, I, I hear you. I understand you don't want to be there, Urban. All right? Nobody does. Nobody wants to be there after that curb stomping the Tennessee Titans, uh, a team that you haven't beat in their place since 2013. You don't want to be there. Players don't want to be there. And I'm sure some members of the media, they don't want to be there either, man. 
because it, it sucks to cover a loser all the time. It really does. But to have someone say that and the answer shows no fight, no way to back up your players, something that you preach more than anything is, hey, there's not bad players. It's the way they're being coached. And then that gets said and nothing in terms of players making money, talking about players' manlyhoods of getting their asses kicked, and you give me nothing? If I'm a player in that locker room, I got an issue with that. I do. I have an issue with that, and I'm a former player, and I got an issue with that. So I can't imagine what the locker room is like with that comment right there. But once again, it's just red flag after red flag after red flag that's added up now the past, oh, I don't know, three or four weeks. And now it's all for us to see in NFL articles, in press conferences, and in sound bites. I guess the question going forward now is, is there any way, is there a snowflake's chance in hell that you can turn this around and at least salvage something? More on ESPN 690 when we get back.